Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Hello and welcome to this episode. We are talking about the five sales myths that you need to know that I'm going to be breaking down for you because I think we all go through this in having these preconceived notions or perceptions that may or may not be correct. And I'm here to squash some of those because obviously you can tell from the title that we're talking about myths, not about truths, but about myths. So let's break them down, shall we? So if you... If you are anything like me, chances are that you have a negative perception about sales and salespeople in particular, right? And so let's start with the the number one thing, which I think movies uh, like The Wolf of Wall Street have really perpetuated and continue to perpetuate this idea or this concept or this, this, I don't know, image, right? An incorrect image of what it's like to be in sales. So number one is always be closing the ABCs of selling, right? ABCs of selling is always be closing. I hate this. And I think it is a big myth that we need to throw out the window because the best salespeople actually don't think about closing, at least not in my book. The best salespeople always think about how do you open the conversation and how are you serving people through the interaction? Because if you're always thinking about closing, you come across with that commission brat and nobody likes to be sold to, but people love buying. People love being encouraged to purchase products and services that are going to make a difference in the world. And sometimes it doesn't even need to make a huge impact. I'm gonna give you a quick example here because we have been clearing out the clutter in our house and my kids are much older, but we've been holding on to their old bikes. Don't ask me why. So we finally got around to um, getting rid of them and we decided to sell them. Now, a wonderful woman came to the door because she has an eight-year-old son who needs a new bike. And she was so excited to purchase this bike, right? She was excited to buy this bike for her son. And I was happy to give it to her because at the end of the day, I don't have a need for it anymore. And I was serving her and her uh, wonderful son who is about to turn eight for his birthday. This was a gift for him. So she was super excited to be able to do this. I was really excited to allow her the opportunity to find something that fit her budget, that fit her needs, that allowed her to give this gift to her son. And so we didn't have to worry about closing, right? This was really an interaction that allowed it to be a win-win opportunity. And I want you to think about your programs and your services, your products in the same way. If you're constantly looking at close the sale, close the sale, close the sale, you miss out because people don't want to be closed. None of us want to be closed. We all want to have an opportunity to buy something that's going to make a difference in our lives or the people that we are trying to help, right? And so I just want you to know that this myth of always be closing is 
old. It's outdated. It needs to be thrown out with the garbage because when we do this, we make people feel uncomfortable. We make ourselves feel uncomfortable because then we forget about the actual interaction and the conversation and the connection that we're making with folks because that's what business is all about. And that's what sales is built on. So instead, I want you to think of abs, always be serving because when we serve people, we invite them into the opportunity. We invite them into having conversations. We invite connections that could lead to closings, of course, right? We want people to buy from us. We want people to interact with us in a way that's meaningful for them and for our business. So that's number one. Number two is sales is all about the money. Now, (laughs) and every time I say this, I hear Jerry Maguire, right? Show me the money. (laughs) And I just think so many times that when we are in these kind of cutthroat situations, and our back is against the wall, obviously, you want to make money in your business. My whole goal with sharing this kind of information is so that you are able and empowered to make better choices on how you want to do that and how you want to engage the people that you serve and and work with. But if money is the only motivator, I spoke about this already in point number one, where we instantly feel like commission breath, we feel like a walking paycheck for the person who is trying to sell to us. That's not comfortable either. So if you are in sales, which you are as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, or maybe as an actual salesperson, that you can't look at every single opportunity that you are being provided with as strictly about the money. If it is only about the money, you will be vastly unfulfilled because there is no amount of work or effort, I guarantee you, that will make up for your sanity, for your peace for your joy, for just the way that you want to show up in the world. And I know that right now, if you're struggling to uh, pay certain bills or to expand your team or to increase the amount of productivity and increase the amount of results that you want to see through your business, that you may or may not believe me about this right now, right? But I say this time and time again to my clients, especially those that work with me inside of Sales Mastery Society, that not all money is good money. And especially when you are in the business of sales, if you sell people the wrong thing, you get refunds, you get complaints, you get a lot of heat breathing down your neck because you've now done triple, double or triple the amount of work to actually get clients. When in fact, if you just looked at each person as a genuine human being that you remembered, number one, right? Don't be closing all the time. Think about how you can serve people instead. And then as a result, that it's not just about the money. It's about the helpfulness, about the servitude, about how you come across and how your products and services actually change the world with the people that you're here to serve. And the money is a byproduct of how well you serve them. The money is a byproduct of who it is that you are working with and the value that they deem your products and services provide to them. Then of course, you are gonna make money through what you do. But if that is the number one motivator, it's gonna make it really hard for you to continue because you're going to need to work through tough things. You're gonna need to work through challenges. You're gonna need to overcome difficult conversations that you may be having with customers that 
are struggling to make a decision or have made a decision and it's not quite the right fit. So I really want to encourage you, let's stop talking and thinking about sales just strictly from a commission or a sale and a dollar bill. And instead, remember that they're real life human beings and lives that you are changing. That is way more important. And when you do that, when you do right by them, I guarantee you that you will still make as much money as you possibly want as well, as long as you are doing what you need to do, and you have the skill set to be able to do so. The third thing is the myth of people buy the best product, right? So if you're right now tinkering with your products, your services, your programs, and you haven't even sold anything, you haven't really sold enough to get feedback from your customers, from your clients to, to say to you that this is broken, that this is not working so well, then stop improving the mousetrap when you haven't even sold the mousetrap. Stop thinking that your clients and your customers are looking for the best, like the top line model of everything that they're going to buy. I want you to know that sometimes people are looking for, again, you, right? The, the element that is unique to your business is you. And if you are doing the best to your ability, then let it go. Done is better than perfect. And your perfectionism, you're wanting to make things better and better and better is getting in the way of you actually just helping more people. And so this myth that, to be frank, a lot of salespeople, and you may be thinking this right now, it is a delay tactic. It is a way for you to hide and to work on busy work. And yes, is it going to be helpful and fruitful in the end? Sure it could, but what if you're trying to fix things and nobody even notices? What if you're trying to improve on something that actually makes things more complicated for your end user, your potential customer, such that they don't get the result? What if instead you could direct that energy and attention instead to just helping more people and inviting more people into the opportunity to work with you and purchase the products and services you already have? What if you could actually funnel that energy into your marketing and your sales so that you could actually see more money coming through the door because you're helping more people realize what it is that you can do for them. So I want to, I want to kill this myth, right? I want us to stop worrying about making sure that our products are the best of the best and just having faith and confidence that you know enough, you've done enough, the thing that you've created is good enough for right now. And once you get real life feedback, because people have paid you for accessing that product or service, and you have processes in place to be able to gain that feedback, that you can then fix it afterwards. You can improve it afterwards. You can use that valuable information to in increase the experience for them and let them know and give them access to that if it makes sense, right? So the fourth thing is, and I've done a whole episode about how introverts can be better salespeople, but I'm going to tell you that right now, if you're thinking that because I'm not an extrovert or because I'm an introvert or because of this characteristic or that characteristic, because of this personality flaw, that I am not good at selling blah. I want us to kill all these myths. I used to think that I needed to have a big personality and that extroverts were the only people that sold really well. That is not true. After having trained thousands of salespeople from all walks of life, all personality types, all educational levels, all shapes and sizes, that is not true. You have everything within you right now to learn the business of sales, to learn the skill set of sales. And I want you to read 
To Sell is Human by Daniel Pink. To Sell is Human by Daniel Pink. It will explain to you why just being human, you are already selling every minute of every day, every time that you interact with somebody else or even by yourself. And the last thing, the last myth that I want us to break right now is that using a script is robotic. I used to think this too. And I'm going to tell you that my salespeople, when I was in corporate finance, the ones that sold the best were the ones that used a script. The ones that were the most consistent were the ones that used a script. Now, there will come a time where once you get really good at this, that you don't need the script. You're not going to follow it line by line, you know, question by question. But what it does, it allows you to understand what your process is, what works, what doesn't work, so that you can repeat it. Because if you can't repeat your success, you are constantly going to be throwing spaghetti against the wall. And that's going to make you very frustrated. It's going to overwhelm you and it's going to waste a lot of time. And if you want to grow and scale beyond you in your business, where you actually have potentially a a team of people, including some sales folks, then you're going to know and need to use a sales script, a formulaic way to engage with your customers so that you know that when you ask these questions, the right people will engage with you. The right people that want to buy from you will continue to forward into a meaningful dialogue. And if you don't document this process, if you don't have a a set of, of criteria, if you don't have a formula to follow and you don't have a script that you're using, because I'm going to tell you as somebody that doesn't come from a background in sales, this is not my natural tendency, but I've had to learn it. And the best way to learn is by writing it out and then following the script and then adjusting as needed based off of you and practice, practice, practice. But I'm going to tell you that the only reason why you feel robotic is because you haven't practiced, you haven't done it, or you have a mindset of it's not going to work. And whatever it is that you believe about that formula, that script, that question, that interaction, you will create that outcome. So even if you don't use a, a, a script and you're not seeing success, I guarantee that it's because the way that you're coming across it is that you feel like sales is scripted or it's robotic. And every time you interact with somebody, that's the energy and the mindset that you're bringing to the table. So it's not the script itself. It's really about you and your approach. And regardless of whether you use a script, because I'm going to tell you, if you're not using a script, start using a script or at least use a formula. Once you realize the skill set of how you're using that and what it is that's working for you that you can replicate over and over again in your own authentic, true to you nature. And that's why I teach formulas so that you can build your own script, but it's yours. It's the one that feels good for you. It sounds like you, and it is a natural progression of point A to point B to C, D, E, all the way to yes or no, which is ultimately what we're trying to drive. And for me as a decision-making expert, yes, I teach sales, but I want to help you make better decisions and help you help your clients make better decisions. This is really what sales is about. And so we just crack the code on five sales myths that I want us to throw out to the curb and put in recycling because they no longer serve us in this next generation of sales leaders, which you are now a part of. If you want help around how this could work for you, I'm going to put a link below that will take you directly to the exact sales script formula that I have used to create 
hundreds of millions of dollars in sales, not just in my business, but in multiple businesses for myself and for others. So this is tried and true and battle tested. Uh, we're going to put the link down below for you so that you can grab that. And if you want help to customize your very own sales process and script, come and join us inside of Sales Mastery Society. And the link will be down in the show notes for you as well. SalesMasterySociety.com. Can't wait to see you on the other side. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.